0: Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. The bigger picture, only on Money FM 89.3.
1: Money FM 89.3. Good morning, it's The Breakfast Huddle with Elliot Danker and Ryan Huang. It's time now for The Bigger Picture. And I suppose if we look at that broad picture where the markets are concerned, Ryan, the word nervous uh, comes to mind.
0: I'm going to call it Nervous November. So you've oh, got okay. yet another reason for investors to worry about. And the latest comes from reports that Russian-made missiles have hit the eastern border of Poland. So this is significant because Poland is a nation. NATO member, so it has the potential for the current conflict to widen, to involve even more countries. And of course, other members of NATO, if they do deem it and declare it as such that it was from Russia, for now, it's based on reports from US officials and Poland, but Russia itself is not admitting it. So it is going to be something that will unfold in the coming day or so. And of course, in the mix, you've got all the inflation concerns. The latest data from the US is pointing to how... It may be moderating based on the latest U.S. Producer Price Index numbers. And that gave some confidence actually to investors overnight, which is why we saw Wall Street in the green. But then in the turn of events in the past few hours, we've seen markets starting to get nervous again. So let's unpack it with Eddie Lowe. He is the Chief Investment Officer for Main Bank Group Wealth Management. Morning, Eddie. How are you doing today?
1: Good morning, Ryan. Very well.
0: Eddie, great to have you on. Now, let's talk about the market conditions right now. How would you describe it? Because last week, we saw a rally and mm-hmm. things started getting nervous. And you actually called this out earlier before the month even started because we had the US midterms and then, of course, the G20 summit wraps up today. And now, missile strikes in Poland. What's your take on this?
1: Yes, indeed. I think there are still, you know, quite a fair bit of market uncertainties out there. But, you know, the performance of risk assets undoubtedly has improved over the past month i think in particular markets have cheered the softer than expected inflation print uh, with futures now pricing a 50 basis point hike in december instead of 75 basis point however i think we need to point out that one data point does not make that trend so you know while cpi has dipped uh, it is still high by historical standards and if you take a look at the underlying data Services inflation is still trending higher and that tends to be very sticky. So with unemployment still low, wages still climbing, difficult to see inflation moderating fast enough. For the Fed to ease off the tightening pedal. In fact, if there is going to be too much market enthusiasm, enthusiasm, uh, that could serve Mm -hmm. to loosen financial conditions and cause the Fed to turn more hawkish again.
0: Yeah, I'm just wondering, though, with all the headlines these days, it's been quite negative. Do you see any catalysts Mm -hmm. for things to turn around in the coming weeks or even early next year?
1: I think two things here. One is we we continue to keep very close watch on how inflation is trending uh, because if that were to moderate faster than what we are expecting or market is expecting, then it would give the Fed reasons enough. Mm. To turn less hawkish. Uh, the other point is really on earnings, right? Uh, if you look at the recent earnings uh, report in the SP 500, about 70% of the companies have reported positive earnings mm-hmm. surprise. That's lower than the 80% plus that we saw a year ago. And we have actually witnessed quite a fair bit of weaker guidance uh, from the companies that have led to earnings downgrade. So at this juncture, we still feel that the consensus forecast of 6% growth in 2023 is a tad too high given the fact that we are looking at increasing probability of a US recession. However, you know, if earnings were to surprise the upside, then that could be another potential catalyst for the markets to move higher. Yeah,
0: we've seen from the earnings the later season, a lot of companies have managed to raise prices and pass it on to consumers. Uh, mm-hmm. Is this just a factor of, you know, revenge spending and people being able to absorb it for now, but then down the road, would it be tougher for margins?
1: We we certainly think so. If you look at the profit margins of S&P 500, they are actually near historical high levels. And we think that the current inflation that we are seeing is probably going to add on to the cost of businesses and there will be a point where the businesses will not be able to pass on the cost fully to consumers, especially when demand is actually likely to moderate. Mm-hmm. And we are already hearing about companies laying off workers, mm-hmm. especially in the tech space. So I think that's going to hurt consumer sentiment even further.
0: Yeah. Eddie Lowe he is the CIO for Maybank Group Wealth Management. Eddie, let's turn our attention to China, where we've got a lot of news flow coming out later today. We will get the Housing Price Index data. Earlier this week, mm-hmm. we had some weak data coming through from the industrial production side, retail sales. And in the mix, we've got also a property sector rescue package So some mm-hmm. analysts are actually turning more bullish around China How are you sitting when it comes to China?
1: Right, I think if you look at the uh, retail sales, IP industrial production data They will be good and expected Not surprising given the COVID restriction measures, right? But this could be a reason why the government has actually introduced a slew of uh, pro-growth policies to support the economy. Now, you you talked about this uh, rescue package, uh, this 16-point rescue package for the property sector that allowed for debt extension and lower home purchaser requirements, I think that provided a timely boost to the troubled property sector. And apart from that, we we also saw some fine-tuning of COVID measures, right? And uh, including a reduction of quarantine time from seven days to five days. Mm. So, no, but having said that, um, I think the reopening will likely still be in baby steps, right? And I think for the property sector, uh, we would also like to see more follow-through on the support measures for more visible bottoming out of the property sales. And on top of that there is still you know heightened policy risk we talked about concentration power power at the top yeah. after the recent uh, party Congress and that actually worked as a double-edged sword right depending on the quality of decisions making right and and potentially this risk could cap China's long-term growth and market valuation so while you know when you look at the market valuation it's still quite inexpensive at ten times P and could move higher for now I suspect it will not push significantly higher be- above it's historical average of 12
0: times. Yeah, I've got to look out for more clarity to come through from China. And just to take a step back to look at how you are allocating mm-hmm. your portfolio right now, what's your current view on assets right now when it comes to US versus China markets? and Of course, how much tech now is part of the entire equation?
1: Right, right. I think for the near term, we, we in our latest monthly report, uh, we highlighted that hey, you know, uh, the risk assets may look for a bounce in the near term, like a year-end rally, but this rally could turn out to be unsustainable. So we we would still advocate a more defensive stance, and try to use this bounce to build cash buffer to protect the portfolio. So within equities, we are still underweight equities, but relatively more sanguine on Southeast Asia as a safe harbor over the likes of Europe and India markets. But why we find actually, you know, increasing uh, value is really in the fixed income space, yeah. uh, especially on the sovereign bonds with, you know, tech, we talk about Fed tightening cycle, but we are actually closer to the end than the beginning, right? And we also think that there is some defensive carry opportunities within the investment grade uh, bonds. And and on top of that, um, look to add more correlate, uncorrelated returns through alternatives such as hedge funds and private assets if you have access to it. And and we also talk about strategies that could potentially offer some downside protection while offering uh, some uh, upside uh, prospects and potential at the same time.
0: Yeah, you mentioned as well Europe and Indian markets. Could you expand on that because you've got a lot happening mm-hmm. in Europe
1: right now? Right, 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 right. I think for Europe, you know, valuation has retreated. And in some ways, um, the Europeans have actually uh, stored enough gas. So it looks like they may be able to survive the, the winter, you know, especially when weather seems to be a bit warmer than expected but having said that i think the economy is still quite vulnerable to the russia ukraine conflict and with record high inflation still in place the european central bank is still unable to ease further to support growth, so we think that the Europe, if, I mean, if it's the the, the last print they just came out, three Q GDP was 02 percent, but we think that it's still very very likely to end up in a recession, and that's going to weigh on the market performance as well.
0: All right, great insights from Eddie Lowe. He is the chief investment officer for Main Bank Group Wealth Management. Eddie, thanks for your time, and we'll catch up again with you soon. Yeah, thank you. Before acting on the information on Money FM.